my goodness, it is the first of the month. I am so excited. Well, welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I help people quit their jobs by investing in real estate rental properties. Now, the reason why I'm excited about the first of the month is because I make money from my rental properties every single month. I know most people get tired of the first of the month. They're like, man, I got bills coming up. Well, I people pay me money every single month. And that's what I want to see for you is that you make money on the first of the month. Instead of having money come out of your pocket, you are making money every single month. Now today, we're going to be looking at the benefits of owning your real estate rental properties. There are so many great, amazing things about real estate rental properties. In fact, I talk to a lot of people who invest in stocks. And after I tell them all the benefits, they start thinking, man, why am I investing in stocks because I only get I only make money one way and I'd rather make money six ways and have so many other benefits like control and security and be able to insure and use other people's money so many great things but we're going to get into that you guys thank you so much for being here let's jump into the show where we talk all about owning real estate rental properties let's do this Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about all aspects of real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. All right, now let's start the show. Now, at the beginning of the show, I mentioned how it's the first of the month. Now, when we're releasing this episode, it's literally the first of the month, and I am getting rent checks in left and right. I get them from my property managers, any of the properties that I manage myself, I get them in. It is super amazing to get money every single month at the beginning of the month. You know, there's an old song that was back in like maybe the 90s. I want to play it for you. So listen to it for just a couple seconds here. And I'm not much of a rap person, but back in like the 90s when this was made, I was in high school, getting into college-ish, and you know, everybody was listening to, to this type of stuff. And I liked it, it was a good song, fun song, Bone Thugs and Harmony was really, really good, and they had some really good rhythm and everything, but I remember hearing the song back when I was in high school, I was like, wake up, wake up, it's the first of the month, get your check, go to the, basically go to the bank and cash them, like get your work check, or basically get from you making money from working or from the government, and actually cash that check. Now, what I love about the first of the month is I get money sent to me either in directly into my bank account through a direct deposit or actually, no, I take that back. All of my checks, I don't actually get any checks in the mail. Everything gets direct deposit now. So the first of the month, I just look at my bank account. And I say, hey, there's some extra money. Hey, there's some more extra money. Hey, there's some more extra money. And that is such a blessing to have. Now, I don't have to have a job because I quit my job. I didn't need to work anymore because I had rental properties coming in. And I developed a system, basically a step-by-step system to invest out of my area. Now, you see, I started investing when I lived in California in 2006. If you remember, that's right when the market was taking off. And, or sorry, it had been taken off and it's getting really close to the crash. Crash was like 2008, 2009. And I started buying properties in 2006. Now, I still own those properties that I bought in 2006. And here's the great thing. Even though I went through a crash, it's gone back up now. Now my properties are worth more than when I bought it back in 2006. On top of that, 
I made money every single month from passive income, from the rents coming in minus the expenses. And we're going to talk all about that in the show today. But I have money coming in every single month. And I want to personally invite you to join me on a workshop where I'm going to show you how I created a six-figure automatic business that basically runs on its own and makes me money every single month. So I would like to invite you, come and register and join me in the workshop. Go to freeinvestorworkshop.com, freeinvestorworkshop.com and I will also have that in the description as well so you can go there and see how to start investing in real estate if you've never done it before if you've even done it many times in the past I'll show you how to do it and how to do it well even investing in other places like Ohio I started investing when I lived in California but I bought properties in Ohio then I bought properties in Texas and I bought properties in Arizona so I'm investing thousands of miles away from me and you can too it's absolutely amazing to do that now today, let's look at all the benefits that come with owning rental properties. See, I've been owning rental properties for a good 13, 14 years now, and I have 30 plus properties and they make me money every single month. Now, just the passive income alone is amazing. I am able to fiend my family, put a roof over our heads, not have to have a job and take care of my family because I have that passive income coming in. But that's just one of so many different benefits of having a real estate rental property business. Now, what I wanna go into first is the six ways that owning real estate rental properties actually makes you money. There are six different ways. And it's not just like, you know, passive income one time or you flip it and buy and sell the property. No, you don't even have to sell the property and you're gonna make money these different ways. And as I was saying earlier, the number one way that you make money investing in real estate rental properties is passive income every month. The first of the month, checks come rolling in or bank deposits come rolling in and that gives you money to live on. It gives you money to travel the world, you know, pay your bills, do whatever you want. And so passive income is by far number one. And basically what it comes down to is you have your income, which is your rent that you charge for the property. Then you have your expenses. All that income from the rent brought in minus the expenses, that gap there is how much you make in passive income. So let's say you're renting the property for $1,000, but your expenses are $750. Well, that gap there, you have $250 that are going to be going into your pocket. That's positive passive income coming into your pocket. Now, if you had a negative, you know, if you had, if you rented it for $1,000, that's the most you could rent it for, but you were paying $1,250 a month in expenses with mortgage and taxes and insurance and all that good stuff then you're gonna be paying out $250 a month. We don't want that. We wanna, as investors, be making a passive income every single month. Now that's just one way. Let's go over the other ways. Another way is if you capture the equity when you first buy the property. So let's say you're buying a property. It's worth $100,000, but you work it out with the seller and you only pay them $80,000. Well, you literally capture $20,000 in equity in that property. So you bought it for $80,000. It's worth $100,000. That's $20,000 in the middle. That is basically equity in your pocket that you can use for in the future investing. I've refinanced my properties many times. We talk all about that in the show. But that's another way. You capture equity when you buy the property. Imagine doing that with a stock. You know, if a stock, if you're going to buy Apple stock or Amazon stock and it's worth like $3,000, but somebody sells it to you for maybe $2,500, you capture $500 in equity because you could turn around and sell it right then and there. That's equity capture. Now, the next one, we'll go with the easy one. Everybody knows this is market appreciation. Just because of time, just time and inflation and demand and the way that the market works, over time, 
your property is going to be worth more than when you bought it. Now, there are fluctuation goes up and down, but just market appreciation. Just that alone will make you money. That's the third way where you make money. Here's another great way. Forced appreciation. Let's say you have a property. It's worth $100,000. You buy it for 80, so you capture $20,000 in equity. But you know that if you paint the walls, change out the carpet, maybe put some laminate flooring in, um, put some granite countertops in there, clean up the yard. You know, if you put maybe six to $7,000 into it, so the property is already worth $100,000. Let's say you put $7,000 into it to make it better, nicer, and more attractive to renters as well as buyers. Then the value after you appraise it could be up to 125,000 or 120, let's just say round numbers, $127,000. Let's say you raise the value from 100,000 to 127,000. That's another $20,000 in equity. You forced the appreciation up. So instead of being $100,000, you bought it for $80,000. You put $7,000 into it and now it's worth 127. That's another great way to make money. It's so amazing. Now here's even though passive income is one of my favorite, here's another one that I absolutely love. It's right up there with passive income because passive income, that's fantastic because I feed my family with the passive income and, you know, give them shelter and everything. I take care of my family with the passive income. But here's another great one. It is mortgage buy down. So remember all those expenses I just talked about, you know, income minus expenses. And that's your, your passive income in there, the difference between the two. Well, your expenses would be things like your mortgage, your insurance, your taxes, your property manager fees, any repairs, um, your reserves or capital expenses, all those sort of things, we want to account for those. And all that is put in, into our expenses and we still make money every single month. Now, when I talk about mortgage buy-down, here's the great thing. If you buy, let's go with the same property. It's worth $100,000, but you buy it for $80,000. So you make a deal with the seller for $80,000 and you put, let's say 10% down. You put $8,000 down. So you still owe $72,000. Let's say it's a seller financing, seller financing where you are now paying the seller as they are the bank instead of actually getting a mortgage. So you still owe them $72,000. But here's the beautiful thing. With the principal of $72,000 and the interest on top of that and taxes and insurance and property management fees, all that good stuff is paid by your tenant. You are not paying the balance of the $72,000 coming out of your pocket to pay for it. Your tenants are paying that. So that mortgage buy-down over years, you have a property that's paid off free and clear by your tenants. I have properties that I have many properties that are like that where the tenants have already paid off the properties. Many, many investors have properties for 30, 40, 50, 50 years. And after 30 years with a 30 year mortgage, that property is paid for by the tenants. And then they just have all that passive income coming in. Now that is such an amazing blessing to have your mortgage paid off by your tenant. Now here's the last way that you make money with real estate rental properties. And that is through having tax deductions. Now tax deductions and tax deferment, that is another way that you save money, which puts more money in your pocket. So then you could then buy more properties. See, when you buy one property, it becomes a business. And we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you can write off all of your expenses. Let's say you have a cell phone that you use in your rental property business. Well, that cell phone can be written off. Obviously talk to your accountant. I'm not an accountant. So talk to your accountant and how you can write off all these expenses. But if you travel to see a property, you know, let's say you live in Indiana and you want to buy a, a rental property in, in Hawaii while well, traveling there to visit the property, make sure it looks good. That's an expense. Now you're going to have other expenses that you can't write off. Talk to your accountant again. 
but you're going to have all these expenses written off. If you're going to go look for more properties, let's say you want to go to Alaska on a fishing trip, but you also look for properties, well, part of that trip can be written off. And now if you have just one property, it becomes a business and the IRS sees that as a business so you can write everything off and defer your taxes with you now another thing is a 1031 exchange it's a really more of an advanced thing where basically if you have one rental property and then you want to move that into another property a bigger and better property you can sell the property not touch the money use that same money tax-free to buy another property that's bigger and better think of it like monopoly you buy the land first you know you'd land on park place oh i want to buy that one it's really expensive but go ahead and buy it and then you put a house on it then after you put a house on it you put another house and you keep growing until you can put a hotel on there and each time it grows to where you make more money every single month first when you just own the land you get a little bit of money put one house you get a little bit more money and you put another one you get a little bit more money then eventually you get to have multifamily, and that's when you make a lot of money and that is what's great about rental properties you make money so many different ways, which is nothing like stock market. If you buy one stock in the stock market, you may get dividends where they give you money every single quarter just from the profits, but that's very, very minuscule. The only other way that you make money is if you sell it for more than you bought it for. That's basically flipping. That's all it really comes down to. So rental properties is amazing. Now let's go past these six ways that you make money. Let's look at all the other benefits of owning rental properties. A big one that I love is, well, number one, I love my family. I love my kids. I love my wife and I want to protect them. I want to make sure that they are well taken care of in the future. This is generational wealth. I can keep this property and all these properties and then pass it down to my kids so that they are then making money every single month. I can absolutely do that. Plus, I can teach them exactly how I'm doing my business so that they can do it themselves. So this is generational wealth. They can pass it down to their kids and their kids to their kids. And obviously, we're going to try our best not to make them spoiled brats. Like our kids don't get allowance. They have to work for every, you know, just for the privilege of being in this family. Anyways, that's a whole nother podcast that we're, I'm not going to get into right now. But it's generational wealth, making sure that my family is going to be taken care of when I'm gone. Now, continuing on with the list of the great things that rental properties bring is the one of my most favorite things. Now, when I had a job, I had basically my boss dangling a carrot in front of my face, making me work, basically my, my paycheck. So if I didn't work an hour, I would not get paid. And so my boss had basically complete control over my life. Like I had to go to him and ask, hey, can I have a week off for here? Can I have, you know, a couple of days off? And I just hated not having control over my life and having somebody else control over my life, allowing them to have control. Now, when you have a rental property and you have many of them, so you don't have to worry about money rolling in because you don't have to work anymore because you have your properties making you money, then now you have complete control over your life, not just control over your life, you also have great control over the rental properties themselves. You have 100% control because you're the owner. You can do whatever you want with the properties. If you want to put granite countertops in there, you can. If you want to shrink it from a 50-gallon water heater to a 30 because it didn't need it, then you can do that. You have control over your investment. Now, if you're owning stocks, the only control you have is basically buying or selling. You have no control over the business, and it's a business. So if somebody else runs in the ground, you lose all your money. So you have control over your property. You make all the decisions for yourself. Now, also, another great thing is, you can have the money and spend it now instead of waiting until you're 65, 60 plus years old, where you are now told by the government, hey, it's okay for you to retire now. Well, why not retire at 55 or 45 
or 35. Why, why wait until you're 65 years old or more when the government says it's okay for you to retire? So you have the money now that you could spend. And so I knew the more properties I bought that made me $250 or more was that much more closer to where I can replace my income from my job, where I didn't have to work ever again. And that was my ultimate goal. And so I want to make sure that I have money now. And now a lot of people say, well, I have a 401k, I have an IRA. And so what I can do is, you know, when I retire, I'll use that. Or some people would say, I'm going to use my 401k to invest my money. So I'm going to borrow from my 401k or do a self-directed IRA. And the only thing that's bad, I mean, it's good. It's don't get me wrong. It's good. It's better than not doing any real estate investing at all. But the downside about that is all that money you make has to go back into that 401k. You cannot put it in your pocket. You can't, you know, pay your grocery bills with it. You can't pay your mortgage with it. You can't do anything with it. It goes back into your 401k. So that's the one downside about using your 401k and be a self-directed 401k. It's just a little bummer. You can't use it now. And I love to be able to use my money now. That's how I'm able to go on six-week vacations around the world with my family. I went to Japan for six weeks. I went to Europe and saw 11 different countries for six weeks. Coming up soon, I'm going to be going to Florida for four weeks, driving up to Washington, D.C. with my family on a huge history trip. It's going to be fantastic. And so I want to have my money and be able to spend it now. Another great thing about rental properties is that it's an automatic business. I literally work 30 minutes a month, not a week, not a day, 30 minutes a month, because all I do is I grab my statements that I get from my property managers, check to see that everything's going well with the properties, and that's it. Just 30 minutes a month. Imagine if you made $10,000 a month from your rental properties and you only had to work 30 minutes. I mean, you technically just hire a, a bookkeeper to do that for you to double check everything. But I like to look over my statements. But I hire property managers. I hire realtors, wholesalers, contractors, plumbers, handymen, all, you name it. I get all these other people to do the work for me so that I can do whatever I want. And you can absolutely do that too. So I have other people do the work. Now, the great thing is I'm providing them a source of income. So my properties make me money. And in the same like mind, I actually pay my property managers from the rents that I'm receiving. So number one, I'm not actually paying the property manager. The tenant is paying the property manager. Isn't that just absolutely amazing? And the taxes, the insurance, if I had a mortgage, the principal and interest, uh, property management fees, HOA fees, all these different fees, I'm not paying for that. The tenants are paying for all those expenses. Wouldn't you love to have a business that just ran itself, that the, the customers that you have pay for all those expenses and you just make money every single month? Of course, that would be amazing. And so you have other people do the work for you. Now, the next great thing is that this is an automatic business. This is one that runs itself because you hire people, you basically build the business first, Build the business, buy the property after you build the business, and then put that property into your business. That makes you money. Now, an automatic business basically makes you money while you sleep, while you go on vacation, while you go out to dinner, while you do whatever you want, or even start other businesses to make more money. That is an automatic business. Now, my business runs without, with or without me. And, you know, God forbid I actually ever pass away, my business will still run. My wife will have it, my kids will have it, or whoever else down the line that I'm going to be giving it to. It's a generational wealth thing. Now, the automatic business is going to continually run. It doesn't depend on me for anything. Another great thing, I love this. If you have ever heard the term OPM, that is other 
people's money. The acronym OPM is other people's money. You can use other people's money to grow your business dramatically. I've used leverage or basically borrowed money from other people so many times and recycled my money over and over again so many times that I don't even I can't even count how many times I've done it, but basically I took my first $17,000, put it into one property, refinanced that property, pulled that cash out, and then bought the second property. Then refinanced that property, pulled the money back out, and bought the third and fourth property. And then I did it over and over again. Uh, Pretty soon I was able to buy $150,000 houses for cash, refinance, pull the cash back out, and then go buy another property. It's amazing how you can use other people's money to make your business grow so much more dramatically. Now, there is something that Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki taught me or taught us is that there's good debt and there's bad debt. Bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Like if you get a car loan for your own car, well, you're paying out money every single month for that car loan. That's bad debt because it takes money out of your pocket. Good debt puts money into your pocket. When I get a mortgage on a rental property, I have all of the expenses paid for by the tenant and I don't pay it out of my pocket and I still make money. So that mortgage that I get puts money into my pocket and makes me money while I sleep, while I vacation or do whatever I want. So you can use other people's money to grow your business very dramatically. It took me Six years to get 19 properties, and then I just kept growing after that, just buying one after another as fast as I could. It's like a snowball. You start rolling it down the hill, and at first it's small, and it's not going very fast. But as it keeps going down the hill, grabbing more snow as it goes, it gets bigger. Well, as it gets bigger, it goes faster. And as it gets faster, it gets bigger faster, and just keeps getting bigger and faster and bigger and faster. Same thing with rental properties. All the money that I make from one property to 100 properties. I put all that into a savings account so I can buy more properties. Now, imagine if you went to a banker and said, hey, banker, I want to borrow $150,000 to buy stock in Apple. He's going to laugh you out of the room. You're not going to get any money out of them because it's a stock. It's not like real estate. It's not a tangible asset. You're not going to get a loan to buy stock like a TD Ameritrade or something like that. You're not going to be able to do that. But what you can do is you can use that money from a banker to buy a rental property. You can actually get leverage is what it's called. Um, you know, get a mortgage or get a note on that property because the banker would just say, you know, I'll just take the home. You know, worst case scenario, I'll just take the home and we'll be completely fine. So you can get a loan and use other people's money to build your business, not like any other thing. Like if you go to a banker and say, hey, I want to buy this a painting because I think it's going to appreciate, you know, a hundred times in the next three years. They're going to laugh you out of the room and say, no way, I'm not going to lend you any money to buy a painting. That's just stupid. So what you want to do is you want to find properties that actually can make you money and that using leverage, banks and other people's money will help you to grow your business even more. Now, the next thing that is great about rental properties, about owning rental properties, is that you now own a business with all its benefits and protections. Now, let me say, if you ever go to buy a stock 
And then you go to, you know, you buy the stock in Apple, you pay, you know, $100,000, buy a stock in Apple or Amazon or something like that. You go to an insurance broker and say, I'd like to insure this stock. If it goes down, I want, or you know, something happens to it, I want you to pay me out insurance money on it. They're going to laugh at you and say, there's no such thing as that. Now, I know somebody might say, whoa, 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 hey, there's options and things like that. Those are crazy. And if you learn those and you know those, you're much smarter than me. I couldn't figure those out. So go ahead and do those. They call that some sort of option of insurance, but it's not. Just like if you buy a home, if you buy a home, you get homeowner's insurance on it. You get landlord's insurance. You can even get an umbrella insurance over you, protecting your investment, protecting the money you have in there, protecting the property, anything inside there, and protecting you liability-wise. You insure everything else about that business and about that property that you have, which is now a business. Now, you get all the benefits of having a business. Like, let's say you got a cell phone and you wanted to use that cell phone for the business, well, that is a business now at a business expense. Because it's a business expense, you can write that off from your income. Everybody has a cell phone. Why not get a tax write-off because you have one property? So it's a business. You get all the benefits and protections that normal businesses do. Now, also, the next thing is your business will multiply as you own more rental properties. Just like I said with that snowball. If you buy one property, it's like throwing a small snowball down the hill. The next one you buy is like another 10 feet. The next one you buy after there's another 10 feet and just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So the business will multiply. Pretty soon you'll have 10 properties and to get to the 11th, 12th, 13th or 14th or 15th or more, it's not as hard as it was to get that first one or the second one. It gets easier and easier. I bought three single family homes and a duplex off of an investor. I never would have done that in the beginning because I didn't have the money, experience, knowledge, all that sort of stuff. But I was able to do that. I put $25,000 down. I put the rest in a seller finance note, bought three single family homes and a duplex. And as I explained back when I talked about the six ways owning rental properties makes you money, the tenants will pay off your mortgage for you. So they're going to be paying down your debt. They're going to be paying for your insurance, which insures your property. They're going to be paying all your expenses, how to manage the property with property managers. They're paying for all that. Isn't that such a great benefit is that the business, the one property is paying for itself and it pays for itself to make you even more money. You're not going to pay a mortgage anymore. You're not going to pay insurance. You're not going to pay any expenses out of your own pocket because the tenants and their rent will pay for all that for you. A rental property is a stable and secure investment, unlike any other investment, its actual property. Now, let's say, God forbid, your property actually burns down. Well, you still own the land. And remember, we insured the property, so you get money for that as well to rebuild it. But you still own the land. The land will never go away. You still have the land. It's the more stable and secure investment than any other type out there. Now, here's another thing. Somebody might say, well... What if the market crashes? You know, if the market crashes and back in 2009 it crashed, well, I completely understand that. But number one, I don't invest for appreciation. I invest for passive income. Where the market goes up, I make money. When it goes down, I make money. And when it goes sideways, I make money. In fact, when it goes down, I make even more money than I ever would because I gobble up properties when the market goes down. Now, when you're looking at it being a stable investment, I can see shifts in the real estate market from months and months out. It takes a long time. As opposed to a stock, 
a stock can drop in one day, like literally be gone in one day and you're out your money or even cut in half. We've seen that many, many times where businesses are completely gone, bankrupt, and all of your stocks are wiped out. So all that money you invested is absolutely gone. And so owning rental properties is a much more stable and secure investment unlike any other. Also, I love having flexible options. Things like, hey, you know what? I have a rental property. Let me go ahead and move into that property because I want to. That's actually what I did. So I used to live in California when I first started investing. Realized how expensive it was. The laws were rough and it was just rough living in California. I had a property in Arizona. I said to my wife, I said, hey, babe, why don't we just move to Arizona into one of our properties? The tenants are moving out. We can move right in and we don't have a mortgage. So we're good. Let's go ahead and do that. Well, we did. That's something that most people can't do. We have flexible options. If we want to rent it out, we can. If we want to Airbnb, we can. If we want to live in it, we can. If we want to sell it, we can. We have so many, or even let our kids live in there when they go to college or something like that. We have so many options with a home. And especially as I get even older, you know, when I'm like 65 years old and I have, you know, 30 properties, I might say, hey, let's give some to our kids, but let's sell one or two. And then we have, I don't know, $500,000 that we can put into our pockets and go do whatever we want. We are not stuck with a property that's not going to give us plenty of options and ways out, ways to make money and all that great stuff. And I'm just giving you a short list of all the great things about owning real estate rental properties. One of the last ones that I'll give you before I sign off is you diversify in other areas of the country. Let's say you're building your business. You get to eight properties and you're thinking, you know what? I got plenty of properties in the city. Let me branch out to another city in maybe another state and start not, and basically not have all my eggs in one basket. That's what I did. I started in one city, then moved to another city, then moved to another city, then moved to another state, then moved to another state. I just kept doing that over and over again. And here's the great thing. This is a business that if you follow the steps, you will make a business over and over again. Every single city that I invest in is another business. And I have another whole, you know, property managers, realtors. I, I basically set up the entire business over and over again. And I've done it so many times that I actually show all my students how to do it as well. Now, remember, I want to give you that free investor workshop. So go to freeinvestorworkshop.com so you can learn how to start investing in real estate like I do. I want to show you the step-by-step -step process that I took in order to get my rental property business where I'm at, where I don't have to work at all and I live the dream life. All right, guys, you've been terrific. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you. And it is awesome that you are on the path to investing in real estate rental properties. You see that owning rental properties is going to be the way to change your life. All right, guys, get out there, start investing, change your lives for the better. We'll see ya.